Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Between Classes. I am Chris McCullough. Today, we are speaking with Professor Irene Lopez. She's going to share with us her unique experience going to UTSA and Tamusa, both in their infancy. I enrolled at UTSA the fall of 85. Yes, I'm sharing my age. <laughs> um, basically, when UTSA was the way Tamusa is now. Also, she gave us some tips for students going back to school after a long break from work or life. Do not be afraid to ask for help. Do not be afraid to you know, befriend a student that you feel could be your child, your son or daughter. And finally, she's going to share with us how we can better assess possible cases of the flu and the coronavirus. Um, with this coronavirus, COVID-19, it is a lower respiratory tract infe infection from the start. Like it's, it's deep within the lungs. That's all on this week's episode of Between Classes. Right. Two quick events that are must attend this week are paying with a transfer student this Thursday, March 5th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. in the Patriots Casa Ceremony Room. The other is the Big Red and You event this Friday, March 6th from 12 noon to 1.30 p.m. in the Patriots Casa Lobby. Pizza and Big Red floats will be provided to give you a break from midterms. All right, that's all I have for this week. Now back to the episode. Hey there fellow Texas AM student, it's Chris McCullough and we are Between Classes once again. As always, I will be your bridge to the passions of professors we share. So today I had the pleasure of sitting down with Professor Irene Lopez from the Kinesiology Department. We had an awesome discussion about her experience at UTSA and Tamusa in their infancy. She gave us tips for students getting back into school after a long break from work or life. And lastly, some tips and some go-ahead signs for people who potentially might have the flu or the coronavirus. Without wasting more time, let's get into our fourth episode. So currently we are between classes with Professor Irene Lopez. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. All right, so your day has been too bad. Is your, you just got on campus, right? I just got on campus, parked, walked, cab, third floor. There it is, okay, yeah. found is it. Is it your first time being in this area? Uh, on the third floor in this area, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. You like it? It's okay? Yeah, it's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. I did not know this was back here. This is kind of neat. So. Okay, yeah. So get into it. And the first question is, um, not too long ago, you were an undergraduate student. Um, so what was the process for you when you were deciding what to study and classes to take? Okay, so not too long ago was actually about uh, 34 years ago. <laughs> um, so I enrolled at UTSA the fall of 85. Yes, I'm sharing my age. Um, basically, when UTSA was the way Tamusa is now, there were five buildings on campus and it was a type yeah, you know, there was, I mean, here there's dorms, which is great. Um, it was commuter. I would take the bus, park and ride. Um, and it was after my first year that, you know, realizing what I wanted to do after taking several different undergraduate classes. And that's when I decided to go into nursing. Mm -hmm. um, spoke with a counselor who was very helpful and um, put me in the right direction. UTSA itself did not have a nursing program, but they had pre-nursing prerequisite classes. And then they pointed me to the UT Health Science Center. Um, and that is where I finished my last two years of undergraduate and graduated with my Bachelor of Science in Nursing. Okay. Wow. 1989. 
Yeah, it's been time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So has have things changed since then and now and like what you see? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. The technology just uh, leaps and bounds. Even when I, so I came back to get my master's at Tamusa, which is yeah, how I right. ended up here as adjunct. Uh, alumni. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I am alumni. Go Jags. And um, it's, it was fall of 2010. And first night, first class, I pull out my pad of paper and my pencil, and I look around, and everybody else is whipping out laptops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was a little embarrassed, and I was thinking, God, I was sitting in the back at that time. So, um, but just not just the, the technology that we use as students, but what the professors were using at the time and being able to, you know, share information with us. You know, electronically and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and I have absolutely been able to turn that around and use that. Now, as, once I graduated with my master's, I was able to uh, turn that around and, and come to learn and use it to share with my students. So, I mean, I don't want to interrupt you, but um, Tamusa has a large population of transfer students, and yes. some of them are also like a little bit older, and they're going to school with students that are younger, like myself. Mm-hmm. How do, can you like give some tips to those older students trying to like get back into? The education and going back to school? Uh, yeah, do not be afraid to ask for help. Do not be afraid to, you know, befriend a student that you feel could be your child, your son or daughter, <laughs> um, willing to help you out. Absolutely. Uh, several of my students, uh, students, several of my classmates, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely younger. And in fact, uh, one of them now works with me uh, at my day job, I call it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, he and I have come to be good friends. Even though he's still a little younger, yes, I could be his mom. But it, uh, uh, it's very fun to work with him, too. So, yeah. yeah, don't be afraid. Talk. Ask about the technology because it is always changing. It is ever-changing. Even on my end, um, two semesters ago, three semesters ago, I was using a, a whiteboard in the in one of the classrooms, and I accidentally touched it, and I set off this cascade of events <laughs> that the students had to come up to the front and help me fix. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was quite the thing. Me and tech, yeah. Yeah, so. I've, I found that, like, one of the main things that I've picked up and that I'm trying to, like, keep myself up to date on is that, like, whatever I'm studying now is not going to be what's out when I graduate. So, like, if I'm not on top of it, like... I already know how hard it is for people that are older and getting back into school. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly correct. Um, so um, what you learn in school is all wonderful and, and amazing. Um, but when you are out in the real world and attempting to apply it, it's still ever-changing. And that's the whole thing behind uh, being a lifelong learner. Even though you are not necessarily in school, you still have to keep up. In nursing, I have to do so many contact hours every two years. Um, I do have my exercise physiology certification and it is being a lifelong learner. I still have to keep up with trends and, and data and what's the latest way to test patients, those sorts of things. So it's, uh, it is absolutely being a lifelong learner and keeping up with those things and applying them as you go about yeah. your daily job. So Yeah. So um, I guess we can talk about you being a lifelong learner. Um, how does that connect you to teaching? You know, that, does that help you be a better teacher and more effective? Yes, um, it, it's kind of interesting that I'm where I work my day job. I work for University Health System, and it is part of our mission and our vision is to teach the next generation of healthcare professionals. And in teaching, we have to keep up with that, and so I'm applying that daily. Well, I can take that, and in this semester, the current class I'm teaching, um, it is the uh, program management of fitness industries. I actually manage a medical fitness center. Okay. And so I'm able to take what I do daily at my day job 
and bring it into the class in the evening here on Mondays and, and share that with the students. And then when I'm reading from the class, I'm able to turn around and take that back to my day job, if you will, yeah. and make sure that we're applying it. And then actually, I just recently have seen uh, a change that uh, my new educator has applied and um, my compliance numbers at my gym have gone up, my assessment numbers have gone up. Um, and it, it, it's just, it's one thing that builds upon the other. Mm-hmm. You can have a downward spiral if you don't do something right and don't correct it. Uh, but in this situation, I seem to be able to at least have taken some of the new information that I'm teaching, uh, apply it to what I do in my day job, bring it back to what I'm teaching, and, and prove that, yes, this is what you should be learning, and this yeah. is why. So, so um, kind of bring along your students to your day job sometimes, too, maybe? Yes, um, and in fact, one of the things that at my site, um, and we just need to currently renegotiate it, is a uh, internship. Mm-hmm. So then I've also had previous students that have come on and finished in their last semester uh, an internship with me. So that's been kind of neat. And they actually, it's kind of funny to hear them during the their day with me. Uh, it's like, wow, this is the stuff that we learned and we're actually applying it. Yes, it, you can. You can. <laughs> yeah, you're in third, fourth grade. When am I ever going to use multiplication? Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, when am I ever going to test somebody like this? Yeah. There you go. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because... Um... My mom was a registered nurse. She was in labor and delivery. So it's kind of cool seeing. Um, that's why I kind of reach out to you to sit down and talk with you. Just get a perspective from somebody else and um, yeah, yeah see what they're It's been kind doing. of an interesting change for me. So you mentioned your mom's uh, labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. I'm actually an old neonatal intensive care nurse. I'm an old NICU nurse, 22 years at the bedside and flight nursing and education and all that in the same unit and discharge coordinator, all of that nonsense. Wow. Um, and then to go from basically inpatient intensive care to an outpatient uh, ambulatory general medicine, most of my patients with the, everything that we all talk about, you know, diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, heart disease, um, it was quite the change for me, but it's been very rewarding to see my patients lose weight, get control of their blood sugar, their blood pressures come down, they take away a medicine, and it's, it's great. It's been very, very, very rewarding yeah. to see. So, is that um, is this what you find makes like makes you happy? Like this career field is like I you're fulfilled you're fulfilled in this career. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I was in a very good place when I started my degree, my master's here in kinesiology. I sincerely did not have a job lined up. I was going to be fine staying and working in the NICU and possibly doing some consulting and some one on one, a small business, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the position opened up in at this facility, and so I brought what I was learning in school to exactly what the position needed, and um, it truly, I, I call it hand to God, I didn't even know the position existed, and mm-hmm. if I didn't get the job, I was happy where I was. If I did get the job, it's what I was studying for, it was going to work out regardless, and um, it's been extremely rewarding. It's been a nice change. Um, I do look forward to going to work every day. Yeah, so. That's awesome, yeah. I'll, I'm hoping to be able to get to that point yeah. where like, I just, I'm excited to wake up and just go to class, or go, yeah. to, go to my work and just like, I don't know, listen to different stories that people tell and interact with different people. Yeah. Yeah. So um, those are all of my questions I have, but I had like this one idea. Um, since you're a registered nurse, what are your some tips that you can give students and everybody around campus with the 
the fear of the virus and outbreaks going on right now. Okay, so uh, if you're specifically talking about COVID-19, listen to local news, Mm -hmm. uh, listen to our local authorities, Um, definitely washing hands, uh, soap and water, if you can't, hand sanitizer, and if you yourself are feeling just even the slightest bit with allergies or whatever, it's just really better to be safe than sorry. Just stay home, stay out of the public. You may not have anything. That's fine. That's great. Just it, your perception is reality. You walk by somebody and you sneeze, you know, especially right now, everybody's yeah. kind of hypervigilant and they'll, I don't know, ostracize you or something. So, <laughs> um, just, you know, just kind of watch yourself. Um, the other thing, though, and that's kind of getting lost in this conversation uh, yes, COVID-19 is extremely that's weird. Car- yeah, that's the coronavirus, yeah. the COVID-19. It is extremely contagious. There's still a lot of unknowns, um, at least by current numbers, uh, by percentage, not by raw data, but by percentage. Uh, the death rate that they're talking about is 2% as opposed to the current flu season at 0.1%. I think the COVID-19 death rate is going to change a little bit. But just the general flu right now, too, is taking down people. Um, My executive director at work, last week, her husband brought it home on a Tuesday. And then the family, it was like a cascade, then her daughter, and then her son, and then her. And we all have to get the flu vaccine at work. It's just a mandatory thing. And she still got sick. And so this current flu strain out there, too, is, is just as brutal. Is there and, like a, I don't mean to interrupt you. Is no, that's there, fine. Is there like a way that we can possibly tell but the difference between the flu and the virus? Sure. Um, currently, what's being described for symptoms this COVID nineteen, the first thing they're talking about is a fever. Now that's going to happen too with the flu. It's just as rapid onset high fever um, with this coronavirus COVID nineteen. It is a lower respiratory tract infection infection from the start. Like it's. It's deep within the lungs. It's, it's going to be something that you're going to have this cough and it's just going to be brutal and you're not going to feel great with the fever in general. And then the difficulty breathing is one of the things that if you do have, definitely call an ER, call an ambulance. Um, call, you know, anytime you have difficulty breathing just in general, that's something you need to get looked at immediately. Yeah. But what they're worried about with COVID-19 is a sudden rush of people to emergency rooms. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what they're trying to avoid. So calling first, calling ahead, if you will, just to let them know. I don't know. You know, I was in North Star Mall the other day, and I know that lady was out there that that got let out. So what do I do now? Um, The other thing is if you feel you've been exposed, the incubation they're talking about, how long it takes before you start to show symptoms is about seven to 14 days. Okay, one or two weeks. Yeah, Yeah. so if, let's say, she was was allegedly at Nordstrom Mall and was in the food court and had had some Chinese food or something. And so if the person serving um, decides that within seven to 14 days, all of a sudden they're not feeling well, they can make the comment that, hey, I think I might have served somebody that had the that's positive for COVID-19 or whatever or somebody at Macy's she's like at Macy's at Talbot's and Swarovski's Crystal and spent two hours around the mall and um, so you know within seven to 14 days if somebody's not feeling well I think that would be something just to mention on the side okay um, flu on the other hand tends to be a little quicker incubation 48 72 hours that you know uh, within contact of somebody else who's sick 
again, you're probably going to get that high fever straight up, and then a headache is usually accompanied by that, a runny nose. Um, it can progress into more than that, depending mm-hmm. on the type of flu, but it's usually sudden onset headache, fever, and runny nose. And so. normally keep up the same like type of um, yeah, the kind solutions of that we would normally do to... Comfort so care, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Any kind of pain reliever and, and that you would normally use, whatever it is, over-the-counter, uh, lots and lots of fluids to, to wash all that out, um, rest, absolutely, lots of rest. Um, if you do have a high fever, they do not recommend taking the very cold shower or the very hot shower, just a nice, good, tepid, warm shower. Okay. So, so as, um, and like, before I let any professor go, is there any sort of, like, um, campus activity or club that potentially your background is like best showed up, showed and exhibited to where students can potentially follow your footsteps? Um, I, okay, I think I'm understanding the question. Um, so like I, extracurricular activities or clubs? Well, I, I think there is a, like a health careers type group or a club, I think that, mm-hmm. uh, is out there. And if they have questions, they can, you know, could come to me and ask me about any of that sort of thing. Um, that'd be fine. Uh, I would think maybe those students absolutely could, could ask me any questions. I think there, there's the, um, arrangement between A&M San Antonio and the health science center. Uh, if you complete your prerequisites here, you your admission into UT is a little bit more advanced. I think you get moved on a little further uh, and okay. you get into an interview, that sort of thing. Um, my daughter was actually, she did her first two years of undergraduate here. And um, she uh, had applied to nursing school and that kind of actually helped her with that. So. Okay, awesome. So that was good. And then as far as me being a fan of any particular club or anything going on here, mm-hmm. um, in my youth and up until four years ago, uh, I love soccer. So I'm I'm a huge fan of both okay. the men and women's <laughs> soccer program. I actually look forward to them being, you know, the college program yeah. next year. I think this is going to be exciting for you. See it like, you see it growing and becoming something like UTSA, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. When I started, again, you know, 2010, fall of 2010, it was at an old middle school, and, and you know, this is where I was for AM San Antonio. Yeah. So it was kind of fascinating. And now I'm, I'm excited to be here on this campus. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I really you bet. appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. It was fun. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>